everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RXP Podcast. This is episode 24, and I'll be your host today. It's Tiffany, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Alex. Last week was a good week for earning trophies. I got three Platinums. Whoa. And Matt. I did not get three Platinums. What's up? (laughs) So this is a little bit of a foreshadowing to the topic of the episode which is happening right now you guys we are talking about achievements we are talking about trophies we are talking about digital icons for showing off and what you've accomplished in a video game okay now i'm moderating this very special episode because i don't know if the rxp listeners know that the boys are pro gamers over here Okay, Pro they gamers. are going after those Xbox achievements, maybe Steam achievements, definitely PlayStation trophies. Does Nintendo have anything going on for it? Who knows? We'll talk about that last. But first, we're going to touch base with Matt, who was in the Xbox ecosystem last gen, and he was getting some achievements. What are your thoughts on the Xbox gamer score and let the audience know what a gamer score is please all right so so a gamer score instead of having trophies where you know you're you're having like bronze silver gold platinum gamer score generally each game has up to a thousand gamer score um with dlc it goes above a thousand and they're just basically made up points so for example my gamer score, uh, let me scroll all the way up to the top. Um, I should have scrolled up to the top at the beginning. Uh, my gamer score is right under 68,000. 68, um, in retrospect, so Yasser is Yasser is a little bit uh, over 80,000. Uh, so just to put that on everybody's radar. So he, he's definitely got me beat. Um, but... Gamer score is great. This is what it was before. Like it is, you know, the higher the gamer score, the more rare the trophy is generally, or more hard the trophy is. I will say, and Yasser and I talked about this a little bit last year when we were talking about some uh, some games like No Man's Sky uh, did this. Uh, I hate when gamer scores don't end with like an even number or on a five or something. So like fifty. Or fifty-five, why hundred? Because why? when they when they if you just told me like, this is arbitrary, it is arbitrary. But you you want it to be even because right now I'm at sixty-seven thousand eight hundred and seventy-seven because some stupid game gave me like a two-pointer or a one-pointer um, somewhere along the way, um, and it kind of drives me crazy. And I feel like Yasser felt the same way because. It's all about once you get to like a really big milestone, like if I was going for 70,000, you want like right on 70,000. Like there's nothing sweeter than seeing that like 70,000 or whatever. I think I, I think I was right on the money with 60,000 where I would look through the games I was playing and figured out what achievement I could unlock to get that 60,000 on the dot. Because it's Is all about for, those like, your imaginary socials? points. Or like, yeah. what was like? Oh, did yeah. you I like take a I photo have, and like? Yeah, I, I sent it to my friends. I think I may have posted on Twitter. 
Um, but it's just like it's just a nice little milestone to get. But I I love gamer score. I love trophies when you know I went into the 360, 360 and PS4, or sorry 360 and PS3 generation. I was all into the 360. And when uh, achievements became a thing, I was all about it. It changed the game for me because no longer was I like playing a game and then maybe I 100%ed it, but I found myself 100% in games that I otherwise wouldn't because I'm all about getting that achievement, getting that little dopamine release, making myself feel, feel good. <laughs> so when you say 100%, is that the like lingo of Xbox? Like if when you get a thousand of a thousand, that's called 100%ing it? Well, no, there's no... Or is that so, just your own lingo? <laughs> just my own lingo. Because I've gotten okay. to the point of, you know how we talk about platinuming it. Because for PlayStation, yeah. you will have a separate trophy that is to 100% it if they have a platinum. Yes. But for yes. those games that are on Xbox, that achievement doesn't exist. Because if you collect them all or do them all, there's no extra gamer score. You just are looking at those percentages. So when I say 100%, it means I got all the achievements. But we don't have that extra platinum to where I can look on my PSN profile and see I've gotten so many platinums. I wish there was that capability for for Xbox. So essentially what you're telling me is that also you have a gamer score and it's not like you have like 68,000 out of 90,000 possible or something. Mm-hmm. Is that what it- is that yeah. what that's about? So one of the things that you would like to improve potentially is getting that extra star or something to like signify oh, yeah. that you completed a game. Is that? Yeah. Like I, cause I can go down my list and you know, I see Cuphead and I see Skyrim and I see Oblivion and I see Bioshock. Like I see all the games that I've hundred percented over the years and it's not that mm-hmm. hard. Like you could just go down and see how many you've gotten hundred percent on. Um, so, yeah, it would be nice to have that kind of at the top. But another thing that Xbox has been doing brilliantly up to this point, which I wish PlayStation, which PlayStation is finally getting to that point with this PS5 generation, is achievement tracking. Because for years, we've had achievement tracking where you need to get 10 of something or you need to get 100 of something. And there's no guesswork uh-huh. of where you're at. Because you know you're at 57 out of 100, or you've got three more to go. Um, and now, which, um, you know, we'll talk about trophies, I'll probably bring it up again. But uh, I wish that all PlayStation games had a, a, a trophy tracking. But supposedly that's something that developers can turn on and turn off. Or at least that's what the Reddit said. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you know, Matt, um, Alex actually has a little bit of a gamer score. Did you know that? Do you? Yeah. So for me, and I guess my very limited interaction with the achievement system and gamer score system on the Xbox platform, uh, mostly because I did not have a 360. I did not have mm-hmm. an Xbox One. I don't have a Series X or S. So I'm very limited in how I've been able to interact with the Xbox ecosystem. But I do have a PC. And so as many Ooh, of you nice. might know, there is an Xbox app on the piece on windows and you know it's integrated with the microsoft store and i have two games that i've played through the microsoft store and therefore have given me gamer score for some of the uh achievements that i've completed in them 
and that those two games are it's only two it's halo 5 the forge bundle so for those that, okay. of you that don't know out there microsoft released a forge uh software package where you could make halo 5 forge maps on pc to then export to the console version of halo 5 uh, obviously because it's a little, little easier to use the forge system with a keyboard and mouse as opposed to uh, the controller and the only game i own for uh for windows through the microsoft store is forza horizon 3 which i've played um, a little bit of and so, so good. with those two games combined i have a very hefty gamer score of 345 Oh man! So you know I'm nipping at your heels, man. That's sixty-eight thousand. I'm right there. I'm gonna get you. It's only gonna take me, you know, probably a hundred plus more games to get there. But I'll buy those on the Microsoft Store and get there while only playing on PC. Um, Excellent. But I guess also to touch on your point of, I, I understand like the gratification of like hitting those milestones, like when you hit fifty thousand, mm-hmm. sixty thousand, seventy thousand. Like it feels good to see those nice clean numbers. Uh, especially coming from the engineering side, it's like just seeing nice round numbers is always satisfying. But at the same time, I think, and while I do agree with the minor annoyance that could be, oh, achievements that might be worth like 37 gamer score or Mm -hmm. 43 versus, you know, the nice like 40, 50, 55, 60. I think the original intention behind gamer score, a la the name, was mm-hmm. to harken back to potential, I guess, just high scores in general for like arcade games. And so, you know, when you ever go, you go to arcade cabinet, right? It's always scrolling that leaderboard of like the highest scores achieved. And you had like the three initials of the players that got those scores. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's all, it was always Unreal. satisfying to see that number to be like, oh, yeah, you see those initials? Those are my initials. And I got that high score. So that's the score mm-hmm. to beat. And I feel like. If you approach it, at least that's how I approach the gamer score mentality of while I am annoyed, just like you are with the kind of weird numbers of like you said, what, 68,000, like 377. Yep. Uh, I I do agree that that's annoying, but also that is better than 68,376. So, you know, all, true. all those players out there that have just one less than you just imagine how they're just screaming internally of like, how come I didn't get one plus one gamer score? Where is it? Yeah, they're, they're probably losing so much sleep. Exactly. Um. <laughs> so uh, I think overall there's some you know, neat things with how Xbox has done it with the score. I think it is kind of cool to see that big, large number, right? It's like you know, mm-hmm. 60, 70, 80, that, you know, there's probably people out there with maybe a million plus gamer score, right? And who oh, knows yeah. how much gaming they've gotten in to have that. Um, but I do agree there are kind of minor annoyances where, yeah, you don't know what games you have, quote unquote, like all of the achievements for the base game, uh, right? Because as you mentioned, when they add DLC, they kind of just add to that total. So you might have a thousand gamer score because you completed the base game, but they come out with DLC mm-hmm. and they add... 200 more score so now you're a thousand out of 1200 and you're like did i complete it or did i complete yeah. like some of the base game and then some of the dlc so I, I understand that but i guess i do appreciate you know i think since the xbox one generation they've had that progress towards achievement tracking feature um and that's something mm-hmm. that sony's only just now catching up on with the current generation so definitely a lot of things Microsoft has been ahead on the curve of, but there are some things they probably could learn 
uh, from Sony likewise of trying to improve the overall experience. Yeah, I so it's gotten to a point because, you know, I'm a little bit OCD and like whether or not I like even numbers, um, but it, it's it's made me not even want to play certain games like certain games like uh, No Man's Sky. I'll play I'll play on PlayStation eventually, but I'm not going to play on on Xbox because I just don't want to deal with like the odd numbers because it just, it just bothers me. But one thing, you know, you're talking about wow. um, kind of leaderboards. One part of Xbox that I kind of forgot until, you know, kind of scrolling through the Xbox app right now is that each month they have a gamer score leaderboard. So from, you know, the start of March to now, you know, there's the top six at the top of, you know, the leaderboard. You know, Fast Fingers is a friend of mine that I've, I think I played Overwatch with back in the day. Um, he's gone up. 1,935 um, gamer score in the month of March. Front of the show, Pill Push and Wahoo, which is Gerald. Uh, he is 1,420, and Yasser uh, is fifth place on my leaderboard at 785. It, but it's cool to see kind of like when I was deep in Xbox playing every, like it was my main console, I always wanted to be at least ahead of Yasser and Gerald. Because, like, we had, like, this ongoing competition. But it goes back to that kind of arcade feel of Xbox. And uh, I, I kind of wish that would be a cool thing to just see. Which, you know, the only... You are two of my three friends on PlayStation. So it'd just be between you guys. Um, and obviously, I think Alex has got me beat so far in March. Uh, but it'd be cool to see PlayStation kind of utilize this and just learn from Xbox. That would be neat. So, like, um, you know, we have Xbox achievements and Steam also has achievements. Correct me if I'm wrong, Alex. Like, they're called achievements. Yeah, they so, call them achievements. Um, have you, do you guys play any Steam games? or do? You, so, you know, I know both of you have your own or have, like, more of a focus on console. Do you see your desire to get achievements or trophies in the same vein with Steam? So for me, no, uh, mostly because okay. there isn't kind of, I guess there is a holistic tracking where you can see achievements you've earned in games, but it's mostly on a per game basis. So you can like click on a game that you own and then you can see your achievements progress there. Uh, but there isn't really, I guess, a total kind of impressive way to like show off everything. But one thing I do appreciate uh, on Steam that... I don't think the other platforms do is that for quote unquote rare trophies or achievements or things that not many people have earned, they actually note that when you achieve it in the achievement screen for the game. So if you get something and let's say very few players have earned this, the achievement appears kind of sparkly and has this nice kind of like mm -hmm. fancy effect around it. And it highlights that like, Oh, this is very rare compared to mm -hmm. how many people that own this game and played it that earned it. And I think that's a really cool functionality oh, to be like, cool. oh, this is something that differentiates it from other things I've done in the game. There's a similar okay. function with Xbox. They have like, they're almost like diamond. They have like a little diamond insignia on it. And it makes this really loud ding. Like it'll wake your neighbors up. But like at least your neighbors Whoa. will know that like it's less than 10% of gamers that, you would, that achieve you that. Achieved it. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's pretty funny. I have I have some trophies or sorry achievements on uh, Steam, but I honestly 
PC gaming's never really grabbed me, and I just don't have the community. Like, I have friends on Xbox and friends on PlayStation, and right. to me, I like showing you guys, especially, you know, you two especially. What you've accomplished. I, I like showing you my trophies. I like showing you my platinums. You know, like, if I'm proud of that platinum, I like sending it to our group chat on PlayStation, and I just don't have Yeah, your, so, your final screenshot. Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, I, I think there's a lot of overlap between Steam and Xbox. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, you know, ever, the the audience knows that I downloaded Steam to play the Fall Guys beta. And now that it's on PlayStation, I don't need to go there anymore. <laughs> so very, yeah, very limited, um, you know, Steam use or whatever. I mean, maybe with the right game, I might get back in there. But anyway, so now we're going to go to PlayStation trophies that the three of us are. Well, let's the two of you, I would call title trophy hunters. I am more like a, I mean, maybe a baby trophy hunter or maybe a trophy enthusiast. Uh, I don't actively, you know, go after trophies and I'll explain why, but honestly, you know, well, actually let me explain right, right now. Just this past week, I decided to dip my toes into maquette, the new PlayStation plus, uh, free to play game this month. And it's a puzzle game. I very much like puzzle games. Listen to our last episode to hear about a little bit more discussion on maquette, but I played the first chapter or the first, I guess, section. And then I, I found out that there was a trophy to essentially it's called TLDR and to speed run that particular section. I had to do this one section at least eight <laughs> times. And it was to it's basically to walk through a garden within three minutes with avoiding cutscenes and first. For the for five of the tries, I didn't understand how to cut through cutscenes, or I didn't know how to skip them. Matt <laughs> had to tell me after I fl- almost flipped a table, and he's like, "You have to hold down circle in order to skip it," because I kept like bashing circle and nothing was <laughs> happening. And I literally it took me eight tries to get that freaking trophy. And then for the second section, I had to try to speed run it. I had to do that multiple times because I was not very good at angling my puzzle placements for one and number two i didn't even realize that there was a secret trophy that i could only get in that level that i had to get i had to replay the level again to even get that Mm. option which i found out by looking at alex's trophy list because i was curious about how far he got into maquette and he got this special trophy and i didn't understand how he did that and then i had to google it so you guys i was just like this isn't even fun like, mm-hmm. me trying to speed run Maquette, honestly, I started just, you know, I was just getting, I was just getting frustrated. And then I was like, why am I even doing this? This is digital nonsense. <laughs> so I'm very selective about the trophies I pursue. You know, the audience, you know, the two boys have gotten the platinum for Sackboy's Grand Adventure or Big Adventure. And I'm over here. I literally need one more trophy to get the platinum, which is to speed run the knitted night trials. And oh, I am yeah. not, I am not about that at all. Like, I'm Oof. just like, nope, I don't need to do that. The, the, how long did that guys, how did that take you? Like at least like two hours each, didn't it? Like more than two hours. Yeah. I think for me, my total time of trying for that to 
clear that entire level took me around four to five hours mm-hmm. of just doing that one level over and over until I was able to clear it. I, so I think mine was maybe a little bit even longer than that because we stayed up pretty late and then I went to bed and then yeah. I woke up and Alex and had gotten it and I was like, no, I yeah. could have done it. I could have done it like him. <laughs> um yeah. And then I think I even had work in the morning or something. So I had to get it afterwards. So, um, but man, my thumb hurt after that. Like my, my hands hurt after that. I had to take off platformers for a bit because I was just like, I, I, my hands. Like raw, like your thumb was raw. Yeah. Yeah. So like what possesses you guys to go after this? Right. And I guess it, it sounds strange to the audience listening where we are slightly being like, oh, yeah, it took me, you know, five plus hours to do this one level. And Matt's time about, you know, his thumb being tired out, you know, having to take a break from those types of games, you know, to give it a nice rest. And I guess to give a perspective on these trophies, right, these optional things, I kind of view it on a two on two major points, at least for me personally, of what drives me to get these, you know, digital Uh, icons as we call them and it's the fact that one you know it is a public facing thing right like it's something that you can look at my profile on playstation you can look it up and you can see oh i've earned this many trophies and it's something that's very Mm -hmm. visceral that's like oh this is i guess comparatively also how many games i've played right because obviously every game has only a limited number of trophies so you look at my total and you're like wow he's gotten I think I just checked. I think I'm at 6,483 trophies currently or somewhere around that. I know it's 6,400 something. And that's across all the games I've played on, you know, dating back to the PS3. Cause I created my account back when Tiffany and I got a PS3 and that was back in 2010. So I've been, I guess, quote unquote, trophy hunting for uh, 11 years now. And so it's something that's, I guess, an easy right. record to say that's how many games I've played since 2010, dating all the way back then. And I guess the second thing is uh, kind of building off of the fact that it is public-facing. It's also that the trophies are usually challenges that are you know tracked in the game, but they're typically also challenges that the developers have put in to kind of get you to experience the game in a different way so specifically as tiffany was mentioning with maquette right where it is a puzzle game and it's something that you know unless you're a savant at you know puzzle solutions it's going to take you some time to figure out what you're supposed to be able to do and so them putting in the speed run trophies in there for maquette in particular is that additional challenge on top of saying okay you figured out the level And that's the point of the game, right? That's the point of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. But here's an extra layer of challenge of now that you know how to do it, can you do it fast enough? And I really think that that it's that optional layer that a lot of trophies slash achievements end up being where they're typically building upon you playing the game, but it's you pushing yourself beyond the expected bounds and saying, okay, you can do it like this, but can you do it this harder way? And it's something like that that interests me where it's this added layer of challenge, you know, for the most part, that is usually fun to do and seeing, can I push myself to do this? And if not, then it's something that I'll either give up on and say, hey, this is too hard for me. I'm not going to do it. Or to, you know, I'll look up a way to make it easier upon myself just so I can do it. But it's interesting that 
it's something that I can even attain even with looking up a way of uh, a method of doing it per se. And so I really think that it helps me kind of experience the game more fully that way, right? Rather than just, you know, hitting credits, seeing all those great developers that made the games I love, but also saying, I love your game so much, I'm going to do all these optional challenges you've put in the game. And once I've done Mm -hmm. that, then I'm like, I've actually played your game and gotten to see everything you've put in. Um, And also just as an extra layer, right? As uh, Matt was mentioning before, you know, PlayStation divides their trophies into bronze, silver, and gold. And relatively speaking, those are usually an indicator of how difficult the trophy or challenge is. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the majority of my trophies I have out of my 6,000, some are bronze trophies, but that's kind of the indicator to say a lot of the things, right, in games are generally easy that you can get by playing the game. And so it is those silver and gold trophies that are typically a little bit harder to do, you know, like completing the game or doing, you know, 100%ing certain things. And obviously the coveted platinum, as Matt mentioned before too, is a nice way of saying, hey, you've earned every trophy in this game. And so the platinum indicates that you did that. And that's very nice to see what games and how to track what games that you've done that kind of accomplishment on kind of separate from the actual trophies themselves. So I think there's a lot of kind of neat things that show, you know, your history of games and you can ask me mostly for every game I've played, regardless of whether or not I have the platinum just through my trophy list. And I can tell you my thoughts on the game, generally speaking, and whether or not I liked it. And odds are, if I have the platinum, I probably like the game. So it's, oh, it's yeah. a kind of indirect way of getting that knowledge across to other people. Yeah, I being kind of new to it, I like, I like the gamer score, but I think that having trophies is a much easier thing to fathom because honestly between bronze silver gold and platinum you get so many imaginary points behind the scenes that increase like your right. trophy level i guess if that's yes. a good way to say which it. is yeah and that's new for the playstation 5 okay gotcha and i really like that a lot uh because you know you you've got alex who you know is has been trophy hunting for 11 years and his trophy level is 411 with 84 platinums um And then, you know, you have Tiffany who, you know, she's already told us a little bit like trophy hunting is not something that she is like, that's just not the gamer she is. And that's awesome and fine. And she's at 216 with six platinums. But it's cool to see kind of then you can scroll down and see like, okay, but of the ones that Tiffany got the platinum of, those are probably her like best awards because it's like she's given those (laughs) those games enough time to platinum them so like to me platinuming is something is almost like the best compliment we can give the developers so out of the ones i've platinumed like maquette i really enjoy maquette i love puzzle games and i platinum maquette because i liked playing the game and i like the challenge of playing it a different way because the way the way i kind of solve some of those puzzles we're not the quick way. Like it was like trial and error, trial and error, error and error and error and error. And then I figured it out. And then, you know, having to figure out how to do this quicker was just fun for me. I, you know, I'm a big fan of puzzle games, the witness, those sorts of things. Um, but like things like final fantasy seven remake, I'm planning on platinuming it, but I'm going to wait until the PS five update. But you know, that's something that I will platinum at some point. Um, but I'm pretty new to the PlayStation ecosystem as we've talked multiple, multiple times, but I really enjoy trophy hunting. I think I'm, I'm 11 Platinums in. 
I'm at 208, so I'm real close to Tiffany, but she she's still beating me right now. Um, but it's also been fun kind of chasing trophies. Alex and I got into Remnant from the Ashes, and we're both at 58% of the trophies, and we're going to get that platinum. And it's a lot of RNG, like random number generator, and it drives us crazy. But even before we started recording, before t- Tiffany got on, Alex is like, I've got a plan. We both roll in separate worlds. <laughs> so, like, we're already scheming about how we can get this platinum even quicker and, like, more effectively. Oh, my gosh. But as a PSA to developers out there, I know, and I'm not targeting this at Remnant just because this is the current game, but because Matt brought it up. I advocate heavily against trophies and achievements that mm-hmm. require RNG or random number generation to get them. It really mm-hmm. takes a lot of fun out of the sales uh, when you're going for something like this, right? Because it's not something you can control. And I'm not sure if it's, you know, the developer's intended way to force you to keep playing the game, but it's not fun. And to point it out, uh, in order for me to get the platinum in Monster Hunter World, the base game, I ended up hunting one monster in particular for about 30 hours just because I needed to get a specific size of it. Uh, because one of the trophies was related to the monsters have variations in their size, like the models physically different, and you must fight both the biggest size variant and the smallest size variant for every monster in that game. And for the last one, which was the Kirin, I could not get a large monster to save my life, and it took me, you know, twenty, thirty hours in order to roll into that. And that oh my, I gosh. love the game, and that's what that's what got me through to get to that point, but it's not fun at that point, you know, to, to just keep rolling into and saying, Oh, it's not big enough. I got to restart the mission. Oh, it's not big enough. And just doing it that mindlessly. Did you platinum that game? I did platinum that game. Yeah. Wow. Took me 240 hours and I did not see after I got the platinum, just to FYI, after I got it, I did not boot the game again. So I have not played monster hunter since getting the platinum. So like, I hear this, and then I also hear of a story of when Alex had to or got a platinum for one game, and he ended up hating the game after mm-hmm. or disliking it. Like the score dropped a score. You know what I mean? Like it went from like mm-hmm. an eight to a seven or whatever, you know, because of this platinum. So, or because, yeah, because of trying to get the trophy for the platinum. How do you sleep at night? <laughs> like. I don't know. I'm just so confused. I think that you you're just like this. Yeah, a lot of it. It's equally. It shows my love for the game, and at the same Mm -hmm. time, it helps me see. And because you know, I'm I'm flaws. I'm so into games that I also heavily am interested in like game development. And so, as Tiffany just mentioned, loving the game, but also its actual core design and whether or not I truly love the game. And so, it's the it's the features like that, you know, the game in particular that uh, Tiffany's referencing is Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom in that, you know, it Which took me I about loved. 30 hours to beat the game and it took me around another 20 hours to get the platinum for it uh, after rolling credits. And in those extra 20 hours, it made me realize kind of the simplicity of it and the lack of depth. And it's something that not to say I didn't like it, but it's the understanding of the game isn't as great as it seems when you kind of just do a basic run through. And that's to say, you know, and that's influencing my recommendation of the game to the people out there. 
if you play something like that, from my perspective, it's a great story run through. You'll enjoy it. It's very cute. The combat is passable. It gets you through the majority of the game and there's not a lot of, a lot to complain about, but then as you go on and do more of the optional content and everything extra that's beyond the story, that's where you kind of see, Oh, that isn't as well designed as the base game. And it kind of shows the kind of the bloat built in and kind of just busy work. And not to say that games are, you know, not busy work because by function, right? Games are just, you know, you're kind of <laughs> going through something and burning time. But in particular to something like that, it shows, hey, this isn't random. It's, you know, it was designed by the developers like this and it's not something that is really worth the time. And so that's, it influences my recommendation later on where I can look back on that platinum and tell you, hey, great game. Run through the story, but don't do the extra stuff because it's not that interesting. Have you guys ever watched The Completionist on YouTube? Yes. So he does a really no. good job. Um, it doesn't surprise me that Alex has watched his stuff because he in himself is an achievement trophy hunter. Um, and he plays through games. And part of his ranking system is he can either say, like, if he really likes a game, he'll say complete it or finish it. Um, like, if you finish it, that means you just finish the game and then move on. And he basically, if the ending is rewarding to absolutely complete it, meaning getting every single collectible, getting every single, you know, additional cutscene or ending, then he'll say like his best rating is to complete it. And so it's kind of like that same thing that Alex is talking about. There's certain games that it's just such a grind to complete it. It's almost not even worth it. Like, cause then by the end of it, you're just so burnt out and you never want to see that game ever again. Uh, so if you guys are ever interested, especially all at home, uh, Completionist is great, and he does a lot of retro games. Um, he's done Majora's Mask twice, so you know if you want to watch that, you know there's that. <laughs> so both of you are saying that it helps you decide whether to just finish or complete it. Yet, have you guys ever freaking dropped a game and been like, "I'm not doing this trophy anymore"? Oh yeah, because I think both of you are shams. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, I thought you yeah. Were there's say. there's plenty of games. Um, like so, especially some of the single player games on Xbox side. There's some really tough first party games to get all of the trophies. I mean, sorry, crap, achievements. I've been conditioned to say achievements for so long, and you guys have been like getting trophy in my head. Now I'm saying trophy as the as the start. Um, but I'm a big fan of Gears of so War. So you have. Okay. Okay. No, I was about uh, to say. So you have actually given up on an achievement or trophy? Yeah, because there's certain things. Once you start looking into it, there's no way I'm going to put in that much effort. I really enjoyed Gears of War three, and there's a trophy called Seriously 3.0, mm-hmm. and it's probably the worst achievement I've ever seen. Point four three percent of Xbox users that have downloaded the game have achieved this trophy or this achievement. So basically you have to get level 100 and then get all Onyx medals. That doesn't sound too bad, but here are some of the Onyx medals to get all of them. You need to execute 100 nemesis. You need to uh, kill a thousand enemies with a captive. You need to play 30 sponsored gear events, which there was only a certain number of those each year. 
You need to get 500 MVPs and versus matches. You need to uh, play 4,000 matches. You need to win 3,000 of those matches, get 4,000 headshots, and then 6,000 of every type of weapon kill. You need to, like the list goes on and on. There's at least another 15, and those are all to get those Onyx those onyx medals and it's 3000 of each different type of uh different type of match so that's you know king of the hill and execution and team deathmatch and warzone and all these things all of these you have to do so many of them the amount of time okay. would literally be hundreds of days in an online match and so having that much time there's absolutely no way because not only are you having to put in that much time you have to put in that much time and be a really good player against other really good players and gears of war is one of the most competitive online matchmaking in gaming always has been and so things like that those are games i finish the story and i play matchmaking if some of my friends are on but i will not be looking at it and i got nowhere close <laughs> to seriously 3.0 um but anytime okay. especially when trophies or achievements are attached to online multiplayer i'm fine with not getting 100 percent. and a good example of that more recently is fall guys where you know one of us may have the platinum uh, the other two of us do not. And it's tied especially to one where you have to win five matches in a row, which is pretty impossible for me when I've, I think I've only won maybe five or six times total. So like <laughs> the odds right. are not in my favor to get that. And I'm okay with that because I have a fun time with, with Fall Guys, but I'm never going to be like, I have to get this platinum. Okay, so in that, Alex, like, have you ever given up a tr a platinum? Yeah, and I have a very, I have two examples, but the first being very similar to Matt's example, in that it was a single player game that had a multiplayer component, where in this case the multiplayer component was just so awful, and by the time mm -hmm. I played the game, it was virtually the presence was non-existent the community was the dead yeah and it was the <laughs> uh rebooted tomb raider so tomb raider that came out in 2013 oh. so that version of the game actually had a multiplayer mode and it had no basically by the time i played it i played it probably around 2016 2017 mm -hmm. and no one was playing online anymore and the online was not great and so it's something that just didn't make any sense for me to try and do this i know that you could find people to you know boost matches and to intentionally go for mm -hmm. these things um and then also you know there are things you could try to do i don't think there was any sort of ai so you can play bot matches but it was virtually impossible unless you found someone else that was willing to help you out and when it gets to that point where i have to seek out random people online to help me do these things that's kind of where i draw the line um, it's something that I'm okay. not necessarily that interested in getting trophies to say, I'm a friend, this random person who has this game, but is willing to help me out. You know, no offense to those people, great people out there. I appreciate you guys, you know, loving these games so much and helping randoms just get these platinum trophies and whatnot, but just not my cup of tea. Um, You've so never done that? I have, or have I helped other people? Um, or vice versa? No, I have not done it for anything. Oh, I, I've not okay. sought out people. I have not been asked to help people. Uh, I, I usually, in those cases, I tried to manipulate the system where 
if I'm in like a random lobby, I need to do something. I'll just like try to get it done without or hoping that the other people Mm -hmm. just cooperate, but I don't want to like tell them to, but that's primarily how I do multiplayer stuff. So I just remembered a platinum that you gave up on Alex, which might be the platinum I mentioned now. And I'm so, pretty sure I literally remember it's because of me yes, that so you gave up. The other part I'm going to mention is Portal 2. I just remember. Oh. So Portal 2, for those of you that don't know, sequel, sequel obviously to the original Portal, had a co-op oh mode God. for the test chambers. <laughs> so in this co-op mode, you play as, I think, was it Peabody? And I forget the name of the other robot. But yeah, uh, it's so other. it's co-op. It's like the so, little egg one and the tall one. Yeah, so you each play as one of the robots through these co-op test chambers. And obviously you need a second player to help do these test chambers because they require, you know, using like the speed goo and using portal placement in order to navigate through the level. And so I was doing um, it on PS3 with Tiffany as my second player. And it got to the point where, you know, she's not a seasoned first-person shooter player those types of dual stick controls aren't in her blood. Um, <laughs> like for me, which I'll mention not. Uh, in terms of FPS games later, but it got to the point where she was unable to execute the maneuvers needed to complete the levels. And so I just drew the line there and said, I can't find someone else to play this with. And Tiffany's unable to help me. So I'm just going to not uh, continue on this path. And so I think if I remember correctly, I have a 72% of the trophies for Portal 2, and all of the remaining trophies are related to the co-op trophies for that game. Um, And so as far as... I think we tried for like an hour or so, maybe? Yeah, it it wasn't very long until I realized it just wasn't going to (laughs) happen. And so, yeah, (laughs) I drew the line and I just said, hey, you know, not my style. But yeah, essentially those are the moments where I, I have been on the path to try and get platinum trophies and I've decided to cut that path short because it just wasn't worth it. Uh, but in particular, I just want to point out kind of two of the platinums I guess I'm most proud of uh, out of the 84 that Matt mentioned earlier that I have are uh, the first one being my first ever platinum for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And nice. in particular, it's... It was my first and one of the few ones I'm proud of because one, love that game. You know, first person mm-hmm. shooters kind of my major first first person shooter or one of the major first FPS games I played on PlayStation. And, you know, I remember getting to 10th Prestige level 70, maxing that out in multiplayer, played the game with my friends a lot, loved the Spec Ops missions co-op with one of my buddies. Obviously, those were also required for one of the trophies there. But all overall, just a great time that I had playing with friends and just a great game, you know, in its uh, total aspect. And I guess the Platinum I'm most proud of in particular is Killzone 2, which, you know, for those that don't know, is another first-person shooter, uh, first-party Sony developed by Guerrilla Games, who has also made Horizon Zero Dawn. So just to keep that in perspective... Um, but it's my most proud platinum because, you know, I got this also back in around like 2011, 2012 era. So, you know, back when I was still in high school, but in particular, I remember one of the trophies being you had to complete the campaign on elite difficulty. And that is the hardest difficulty for the campaign. And I remember the final mission 
wherein at the end of the final mission, there's a boss fight, you know, as most campaigns that have, you know, a final mission have. And it took me eight hours playing that mission to beat the final boss. But, oh boy, did it feel so good when I rolled, when I finally beat it and I saw that, you know, final cutscene of the boss walking away injured and then, you know, him dying and spoilers for Killzone 2 if you haven't played it. <laughs> and, you know, once the credits started rolling, seeing that trophy pop up for completing the campaign on Elite Difficulty and then subsequently seeing that Platinum pop up and just the joy of having gone through essentially a workday's worth of effort and time to get this thing, you know, and accomplishing it just felt so satisfying and great. And I was so grateful. And it's just something that I think that platinum in particular also helped kind of motivate me along, you know, 10 years later to still, you know, search for these feelings of satisfaction of just getting that, you know, platinum trophy ding, you know, notification. Mm-hmm. Modern Warfare 2 was fan fantastic i actually 100 percent of that as well on xbox um i was looking at my uh, xbox achievements um 50 out of 50 thousand gamer score beautiful i that that game and uh actually modern warfare 3 um played a ton of that on uh 360 era um i so actually going back to my first 100 percent experience of course this is you know unofficial because I feel like many Nintendo games have been 100%ed prior to, you know, Xbox. But my first 100% on Xbox was Assassin's Creed 2, which is still such a fantastic game. Like it was I also such have a that big platinum. Yeah, yeah, it was such a uh, a great um going from Assassin's Creed 1 to Assassin's Creed 2, so so good. Um, I, I'm very proud of all like my Bethesda games that I've hundred percented. I've, uh, hundred percented Skyrim twice, um, the game of the year edition, and then just the regular edition, uh, Oblivion. Um, and then one that I really enjoyed just the whole experience of it. It's one of my favorite games of all time, which is Bioshock, which I've talked about. Um, I feel like on this podcast before, just a wonderful, wonderful game. It's, it's definitely one of those where, I kind of read ahead and was like, okay, to do this in one playthrough, I have to do it a certain way. And I, I did that um, for that. But, you know, no no real, real spoilers. But uh, what an excellent game. What an excellent game. Of course, Cuphead, you know, now I've platinumed it and 100%ed on, on Xbox. So if Nintendo brings out achievements, maybe I'll pop on over Nintendo and get a, another 100% with Cuphead. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, hold your horses, Matt, because one question before we move on to Nintendo that I have is what is your opinion about the achievement or the trophy that requires you to play through the game again? It kind of depends. Like, it depends on how long it's going to be. Because Miles Morales, Alex, did you platinum that? I did. He did. So both of us have platinumed it. And to me, to just streamline the game a second time took me less than maybe four hours, four to six hours, if I just streamlined it and played it again just for the trip. Because I think you just had to play it on hard mode. But you got to keep everything. Like, you got to keep all of your abilities and everything. And at that time, you're kind of okay at the game. So for that, it's not that big of a deal. For Cuphead to, 
to platinum it. You have to beat it all in hard mode, which it's already a really hard game at baseline. So it's a little bit more of a time commitment. Um, but for me, I think if it adds something, I don't mind it. But if it's like a like Final Fantasy VII Remake, that game took me many hours and it's like a, a JRPG. I have to beat it again to get the platinum and it was so dense of an experience, I couldn't play it over again. That's why I'm waiting until the summer when PS5, you know, version comes out. The because comes it's a out. great game, but it's so dense and heavy, I just couldn't go through another, you know, 26-hour experience or whatever it was for me. Um, so my perspective on trophies that require uh, a second run-through, I think I'm fine with. For the most part, I'd rather prefer them not being the base trophy list because it feels kind of wrong to say, hey, you beat the game, regardless of how long it is. Now you have to play it again. I, I think that that's, it kind of feels cheap to say we want you to do it again unless there's some sort of system built in to enhance that second experience. So in the case of something like uh, Spider-Man Morales Morales that uh, Matt mentioned, I like it where there's at least some sort of incentive via New Game Plus or some sort of feature that uh, allows you to either bring in stuff you've already earned on your first playthrough or at least makes that second playthrough in, more interesting in a different way. And so for the most part, I don't mind it as a trophy or achievement overall. I just hope that the game is designed such that it gives you some sort of extra reason to do it and it's not just kind of the same playthrough just a second time. Okay. So, you know, we talked a little bit about brief very brief about some nintendo stuff about maybe you've 100 percented things for nintendo in the past and you know nintendo doesn't have an outward facing trophy or achievement platform you know and a lot of their nintendo proper games have in-game achievements or collectible tracking or you know what have you know pokemon you collect all 100 you know all 440 or whatever in your Pokedex. And, you know, you have that there. In um, Yoshi's Crafted World, you collect all the eggs in every... Or stars or... or No, sorry, daisies in, like, every level. And you can see when you're about to choose a level if you have all seven of the seven daisies or something. But what are your opinions about it? Um, I kind of want to start. I don't think Nintendo needs a trophy or achievement system, you know, to be honest, if it has one, fine. That sounds fun. If it doesn't, like, I'm not that, I'm not like one of the people on the internet saying, Nintendo, give us trophies. This is what we want. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't mind if they did, though. Because, like, I, I think for some people, Nintendo Switch has been an indie machine, if it's not first party, you can play indies. Like you played Spirit Fair, um, I chose to play Spirit Fair not only because it was on Game Pass and it was, you know, part of my subscription, but I chose to play it on Xbox because I wanted those sweet achievements. You know what I mean? Uh, so but I did chose. Did you achieve? No, I didn't. I actually looked well, back there and we I, go. I achieved nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the real loser here? Me. Um, but. Honestly, like I was thinking because I was listening uh, to a podcast and they were talking about some of the new upcoming uh, additions to Animal Crossing. And I was just thinking in my car, like, man, Animal Crossing could use some achievements. Because if I probably would have finished it, because I played like hundreds of hours of that game. So 
I've already put in that much effort, I probably would have tried to get, you know, those achievements. And then when they're adding these things, these little events, you know, every few months, if they added like DLC achievements to where there's like maybe three or four achievements to do, you know, that might bring me back into the game. But honestly, I know I'm not probably going to ever back into that game. Like it'll take quite a bit for me to get back into the game. But if there were that were tied to, you know, my Nintendo Switch profile, (laughs) I think that would be different. Literally, it does have achievements. It has a stamp card, so I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, but those don't count because, like, those, I can only see it. Like, the part of achievements as trophies is for other people to see it, too. It's It's really, for me, it's a social thing. You know, for my friends to see what... I've accomplished and for me to see what my friends have accomplished and without that it's just like oh it's like a title screen chaos when you can go and see oh my title screen says I have 90% on this save file I could take a picture of that I guess but you know like it's not readily available okay well I guess like I guess I can understand that but yeah (laughs) Animal Crossing has the stamp cards and I'm missing a couple of them because I dropped off the face of the planet. Because you're not anyway, committed Alan, to the game. <laughs> I'm going to get committed again on Friday. One might oh, say that you you're worry. a fake fan of Animal Crossing. <gasps> I'm kidding. No one says oh. that. <laughs> you're like yeah, the most say. into that My- game person I know. <laughs> yeah. Alex, did you get all your little Paper Mario achievements? Did oh, you- man. No, did I not. And. Not to say it's because there isn't a kind of public way to show what I've done in that game, as Matt was mentioning, uh, but more so, I guess it's also, even though I ha- I did, uh, I think I've been on record on a previous episode saying I enjoyed uh, Paper Mario and the Origami King, mm-hmm. um, I yep. might not have enjoyed it as much as I thought, and I think the lack of a public-facing uh, system kind of helps, I guess, amplify to say I didn't like the game as much as I thought I would. You know, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't you know amazing, and therefore I'm not necessarily motivated to do everything in it. And so I think, without any sort of public way to share this, you know, by someone looking at my profile and saying, "Oh yeah, this is what you accomplished in Paper Mario and the Origami King," I don't necessarily feel the need to do it. But also, I think for the most part, for games on a Nintendo platform, I'm you know. Ever going back to the Super Nintendo, which Tiffany and I had first, you know, as a hand me down from our cousins, there was never, they never had any sort of system like this. And going back, right, mm-hmm. that's eight generations ago. And so I think I've just gotten used to it at this point of playing games on a Nintendo platform that there won't be any sort of way to track these accomplishments. And I think that's fine. It's, it's not something I don't think Nintendo needs to add at all in terms of. Uh, an online presence more so I'd rather than mm-hmm. just add a more more robust online system uh, oh, yeah. whether or not that includes achievements or trophies of some sort sure but I'd rather them just improve the online so I think Nintendo can do other have other ways of kind of showing off what you've done and uh, for the most part I, I enjoy game games on Nintendo platforms just for the fact that the game is good in and of itself. I think that's enough. And, you know, for the most part, and just to make this clear, right, I enjoy games across the board. I play games on every platform. You know, I try not to play on mobile because for the most part, I don't like mobile games, but, you know, PC, handheld, console, I, I try to play them everywhere. 
that, you know, it, if it's exclusive, I'll play on that platform as well. And so I enjoy to play the games as a baseline and the trophies and achievements on top of that are just this kind of nice reminder for me to say, Hey, I did enjoy that. Because if you ask me what games I played for the Nintendo DS, honestly, I could maybe tell you I played Pokemon and Fire Emblem and something else. Professor Layton. Yeah. Professor Layton. But I really could not tell you anything else I played. And mm-hmm. I think if they had some sort of profile system that did show you that, that would be a nice way, a la via achievements or trophies, then I could tell you more about it. And this isn't to say that the games I played on that platform aren't memorable. They just are. But I've also played a lot of games. And so having some sort of list or helpful reminder would be, benefit me to say, oh, yeah, I did play that game. These were my thoughts on it. And so mm-hmm. more so I want the the trophy achievements for that. But for the most part, Nintendo, I don't think you need to add it. I'm not dying for it. Yeah, like I go to Nintendo for Nintendo. You know what I mean? Like First party. Goodness. Honestly, Nintendo gets away with so much because everybody's just like, oh, it's Nintendo. And like they don't really need to push the envelope because they've got Mario. And when you have Mario, you're good <laughs> for for most of it. Um, but you know, for long standing games, you heard games, it here. <laughs> you know, like long standing multiplayer games like Animal Crossing, I think could really benefit from it because it just doesn't. Nintendo doesn't keep me there, um, but it it brings me to the table. But then I've got other things that I could be playing um, for those imaginary points. Okay, well. That was our episode on trophies, achievements, and goals. So <laughs> Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. So um, if you want to tell us your opinion about trophy hunting or achievement hunting, please email us at rxp.podcast at, at gmail.com or tweet at us at rxp underscore podcast. And with that, I bid you adieu. You really knocked that uh, address out of the park. Like raw.